your Bibles, open them up to Proverbs 15, verse 23. Proverbs 15, 23. As I was praying in the Spirit recently, two words kept coming to me over and over again. And this happened, I mean, in the past too, and it's recently been happening to me again. Now, by the way, when you're praying in tongues, when you're praying in the Spirit, or really praying in general, and a phrase or words keep coming to you, pay attention to what they are. Because more than not, that's the Holy Ghost telling you something. If it's something you just can't shake, all right? Well, these words kept coming to me over and over again was divine appointments. Divine appointments. And uh, so let's talk about divine appointments today. Proverbs 15, 23 says, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good, is, how good it is. You know, one word from God can change your life and change the direction of your life in a moment. He can change it forever. Fitly spoken in due season. I like that. Fitly spoken means that that word uh, that is spoken, it fi- it's filling a gap in your life. It's fitly spoken, like a puzzle. Follow me here. It's another piece of the puzzle for your life to fulfill the will of God. Now, due season. Due season. It refers to the fact that there is a specific time... Or a divine appointment when that word is going to arrive in your life. Say, God is specific. God is very specific. And divine appointments are encounters that God himself has ordained for you personally. All the hairs on your head are numbered, by the way. You realize that? That's not, that just doesn't mean he knows how many hairs you have on your head. He said each hair has a number. Each hair has a number is what that literally means. But uh, divine appointments, they're encounters that God himself has ordained for you. These are experiences that happen when you or, or someone else's life is about to change for the better. It's an encounter that will do one of three things for you. It will, number one, it will change your life. Number two, it will change someone else's life. Or number three, it'll do both. And sometimes these appointments are uh, with another person. Sometimes God sets up divine appointments where he'll send an angel, he'll send one of his angels to you. To deliver a message. Hello, somebody. Some people think that's creepy. Well, no, we got word on it. It can happen. You just better make sure. The Bible says if, an, if even an angel comes and preaches anything else other than the gospel, you reject that thing. Are you hearing me? So you got to make sure it's in line with the word. But So God can use another person. He can use an angel. All right? So, I mean, divine appointments. Don't you love divine appointments? How many of you had divine appointments in your life? Uh, uh, connecting with another individual, something, and it just launched your life into a new dimension. I mean, something, something just, it, it just rocketed you into outer space, spiritually speaking. And as I was reading the Word this week, I couldn't help but noticing that it is filled with divine appointments. Divine appointments are all through the Word of God. You look at the lives of the disciples and all the people in there, there were divine appointments that come to pass. Now, if it happened to them, it's going to happen to us. Amen. I'm telling you, we are in a season of divine appointments. They're going to spring forth like never before. It was one burning bush that changed Moses' life and walked forever with God. Come on, somebody. One opportunity of favor with the king changed Joseph's life forever. One day of favor, come on, is worth a thousand days of labor, someone once said. A visitation of the Holy Ghost in Mary's womb changed her life and humanity forever. I'm talking about divine appointments. 
It was one encounter with Jesus that changed the course of Paul's life, or Saul at the time. Come on. It took one encounter with the Messiah, Jesus, come on, to set a demonized man free and put him in his right mind. One encounter. It took the woman at the well, one encounter with Jesus, come on, to make her thirst for living water that only he could give. Oh, come on, I'm going somewhere. It was one encounter with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost that caused the 120 in the upper room to catch on fire for Jesus and to be equipped with the same Spirit that raised him from the dead. Now, you know, I I really don't think that this revelation has sunk in in the body of Christ. That is the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The same Holy Ghost that operated through Jesus in his earthly ministry. You have him. You have him. It was one encounter with Jesus that turned Mary Magdalene from a prostitute to a child of the living God. It was two words from Jesus. Follow me. That caused Matthew, the tax collector, to forsake all and follow Jesus. Two words. Changed his whole life forever. It was a divine appointment that caused the Apostle Paul to talk to the prison guard, talk the prison guard out of committing suicide and leading him and his household to the Lord Jesus Christ. There are people out there that they need a divine appointment and you could be the answer to it. Think about it. This is powerful. We're talking life or death here. Yes, these divine appointments can be a a tickle me Elmo kind of experience. Yes. But I'm talking about this can be life or death that you you can prevent someone from taking their own life. Maybe there's someone in here. Maybe there's someone listening to me on the radio right now, on the internet, watching online. You're ready to take your life, and today is a divine appointment. Amen? That that is a lie of the devil, and God has a plan for your life. Go to Acts 12. Divine appointments. Acts 12. 5 through 11. It says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. I like that. Constant prayer. Constant prayer. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, Peter was sleeping, bound with chains, bound with two chains between two soldiers. And the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. I said God can use an angel for a divine appointment. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know uh, that what was done by the angel was real, but thought that he was seeing a vision. Yeah, I'd say that'd be a pretty wild experience, wouldn't it? When they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. God is good, isn't he? There, there's no such thing as, as a hopeless situation. I mean, if anything seemed hopeless, it would have been this. Peter in prison with guards all around him, a big gate of iron. Come on. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod. Herod. 
and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Sometimes it takes a divine appointment to deliver you from the hand of Herod. Okay, we could get into something right now. The Holy Ghost just showed me something. The hand of Herod. What does the hand of Herod represent? Government structure. What did they tell him? You're not going to preach the gospel here. That's why he was thrown in prison. If, if there's any law, I said it last week, I'll say it again. If there's any law that forbids you to obey God's word, you are under no obligation to follow it. And God's going to show up for you. It takes a divine appointment sometimes to be delivered from the hand of Herod. Glory to God. It takes one divine appointment to pick you up out of the valley and set you on the mountaintop of life. Some of you listening to me right now are only one divine appointment away from the greatest breakthrough in your life. Those things you've been crying out to God for are about to come to pass. Something and someone is being positioned by God for that divine appointment right now. For some, this is your due season. Men and women of God who were and are being used mightily by the Lord in the ministry, they have had divine appointments. You realize this? It it just didn't happen by accident. There was a divine appointment that launched them to the next level of ministry. Someone needs to hear this. Oral Roberts, when he was younger, he had tuberculosis. He had a divine appointment. I believe it was his brother took him, or a family member, took him to a healing evangelist, to a tent meeting. He was healed of tuberculosis. And that launched his healing ministry. Come on. Kenneth uh, Hagen, he was delivered from uh, a deadly disease. He was healed. The Holy Spirit met him and touched him in a great way. And it launched his worldwide ministry. Billy Graham, you know how he got started, how he was launched out? One day a local newspaper decided to publish a story about him in his younger years. And that is how God launched him into the spotlight to be used worldwide. Just one divine appointment. Just one. Our lives are filled with divine appointments. They're, they're, they're like markers in the road of life. They're like mile markers on the highway. You hearing me? Like exits on the highway. You're going in one direction, God takes you in another. It's a better way. It's the will of God for your life. Oh, I love that. They're like landmarks. They are turning points. There are things that you will never forget in your life. Well, or you shouldn't. And sometimes the people who have forgotten about those wonderful divine appointments, those are the ones who have fallen away. We'll get into that in a little while. But I know some of you have testimonies of encounters with God and and other people that have changed your life. Your born-again experience was a divine appointment. You realize that? Your born-again experience was a divine appointment. Uh, Just recently, Chris, you went on a trip yesterday to Lansing. He had a divine appointment. I'll let him share it with you after. (laughs) I'm telling you, I mean, this is wonderful how God just intervenes. How he can just come into our lives in such a way that just rocks our world. Just when you think, man, my life, you know, just, uh, I'm going down the same road. Lord, are are things ever going to change? Are they ever, you know, God, take me to the next level? That's when a divine appointment comes and it says, exit one right here new new track new track so there's no point in getting discouraged discouragement is from the devil god has not forgotten about you he has not forgotten the wonderful things you're doing for him amen Amen. discouragement is from the devil 
Now, I want to show you an example of how precise God is to orchestrate divine appointments. I just want to build your faith out how he is just the master dispatcher. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he is just so... Every detail, every detail. I, let me, you, you mind if I share this with you? Oh, good. Thank you very much. All right. All right. In Acts chapter 10, God sends an angel to a man named Cornelius. All right. He sends a, uh, an angel to tell Cornelius to send men to bring Peter back to him to give him instructions on how to be saved. All right. And verse 9 in Acts 10 starts off on the next day when these three men are in the same city and almost ready to knock on Peter's door to come and get Peter, okay? So Cornelius is sitting here praying. An angel shows up and an angel says, uh, Cornelius, send, send some men, get Peter. He's going to tell you and your household how to be saved. All right, you following me? So... The next day, verse 9 starts off the next day when these three men are, are in the same city now as Peter. Almost to Peter's door. To knock on that door. And then, right when they're almost to the door, that's when God gives Peter a vision when he's on the roof of his house. Now, keep in mind, these people are almost to Peter's doorstep. God was revealing to Peter that salvation was now being opened up to the Gentiles. Almost when these three men are there. God is never late, by the way. He's always on time. Maybe not our time. Maybe not in the time of our comfort zone. We know that's true, right? Verse 19 says that while Peter was thinking on the vision that God gave him, The Holy Spirit said to him, Behold, three men seek you. Right when they're almost to the door. Right when, I mean, can you just see the details of this? And basically, the Holy Ghost told Peter to go with those three men and don't doubt anything. Now, how many of us would have a a struggle in our mind You want to know why? Because, yeah, yeah, well, sure. I mean, that that would be pretty wild. But you know what? Obviously, Peter had such, he knew the master's voice very clearly. Think about this. Oh, I could preach on this. Peter knew the voice of the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of Christians that the Holy Ghost will tell them something and they're, they They're all up in arms. They don't know if it's the Holy Ghost or an unholy ghost. You hearing me, somebody? Now, what was the difference? Why did Peter, why was he so confident in knowing that this was the Holy Ghost? Think about this. He just just had a vision that this thing, the the gospel was going to be opened up to the Gentiles. That's totally against what has been happening up to this point. So Peter could, Peter could have very well said, get away from me, devil. This isn't the way it's always been. Are you hearing me, somebody? Are you, I mean, this is pretty deep. It never was like this. No, we're only supposed to preach this to the Jews. This, this can't be. This can't be of God. But Peter was very confident that it was the Holy Ghost. Because he was a man of the word and he was a man of prayer. See, one thing that I have been praying recently that I recommend that you do it is, Lord, I want to know your voice clearly. Teach me how the Holy Spirit speaks to me. How he reveals things to me. See, I I don't know, I've... Just kind of, you know, listening to other people and stuff. It seems to me that there are times, there there are people where the Holy Spirit deals with them differently than another person. One person may be more of a a visionary. The Holy Ghost gives them more vision sense. I I don't know. Some of them can can really hear the voice of the Lord clearer. I, I don't know what it is. But just ask the Lord. Just say, you know, 
Father, I pray that you would just teach me. I, I want to be more in tune with the Holy Spirit. But don't, that's not a substitute for having a regular prayer life and getting into the Word of God. How many of you know we need to get into the Word of God? I mean, we need the Word of God. That's how we're going to really determine if, if this thing is of the Lord or not anyways, right? But, uh, but anyways, I just found that in- interesting because he was real convinced that it was the Lord. And yes, it was. Thank God. Amen. Because now we have salvation through Jesus. Amen. All right. So anyways, uh, so the Holy Ghost told him to go with them, nothing doubting. Childlike faith. There it is again. Childlike faith. So when Peter started preaching Jesus to them, he went back to Cornelius' house. The word says that the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit right on the spot, right there when they received Jesus. Now, some, how, how do we know they were baptized in the Holy Spirit? Verse 46 says, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. That's another teaching there. But uh, God is the ultimate planner. Like I said, he is never late. He is always on time. I love that. Now, I want to give you, yeah, I kind of set the stage. I want to give you five short keys about divine appointments that the Holy Spirit gave me to share with you today. Five keys about divine appointments. Number one, we need to desire and expect divine appointments to come in our life. Desire and expect them. Pray for them to come to pass. I've noticed that in my life, divine appointments, well, since I, in the last three months, I've really been praying that, and boom, 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 man, I'm, I'm, there's just a networking taking place that is just amazing, that God is connecting me with other uh, ministers of the gospel, and we have several of them coming here in the fall, but we need to expect and desire these encounters. Pray for them to come to pass. Look forward to them. Wake up every morning excited about that divine appointment to come to pass. And for you to be used as a divine appointment in someone else's life. Say, Lord, use me as a divine appointment in other people's lives. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles, by the way. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. I can tell in a service if there's an expectation for God or not. Can you guys feel that when you're in a service? You can just feel it. And if there's no expectation, it's like, what's the point of being up here today? What is the point? I mean, it's like a wet blanket you, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Especially the, the praise leaders, ministers of the gospel here. I mean, you just, oh, it's like um, trying, trying to drive through a brick wall. It's, it's, it's tough. But expectation is a breeding ground for miracles. And that expectation attracts the Holy Spirit. All right? Now, so some divine appointments will not come to pass Unless you pray for them and expect them. There are some that will not unless you're praying and expecting them. What, let me give you some scripture on this. Jesus said to pray that laborers would be sent into the harvest, correct? All right. What, what's that talking about? Those are divine appointments. Being sent into someone who's lost into their path. Jesus said pray that this would happen. Pray for these divine appointments to come to pass. So that more would come to Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus, listen to this. Jesus told 500 people to go into the upper room and wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. And only 120 out of 500 showed up that day. There were 380 that missed out on a divine appointment. Think about that. Only 120 out of 500 had a desire and expectation for that divine appointment. And that could go same for corporate prayer meetings. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> no, listen though. The percentage is probably still the same in the body of Christ today. Think about that. No wonder why, why much of the church appears to be so powerless in the world today. But even so, 120 still made the most out of that divine appointment with the Holy Ghost. Amen? And they shook the world for Jesus Christ. Some of you listening to me right now, you think that you're not important enough or special enough to have these experiences. Quit giving place to the devil in your thought life. Because that's all, that's all it is. Let me tell you, if you're on this earth, you are special. Do you realize that? Out of the vast universe, that, I mean, just vast. This is the only planet with life on it. How do you know that, Pastor James? Because it, it, it doesn't say there's other life in the Bible. Or in the Bible, it doesn't say that there's other life. So guess what? I'm, I'm, that's what I'm taking the side of. We are privileged. If you have breath in your lungs today on this earth, you are privileged and you are loved. You understand that? I mean, the earth is at such an axis. Perfect. If it was tilted one way or the other, it'd either fry up, fry us up, or it would, it would, we would die of hypothermia, whatever. Amen? So you need to get those thoughts out of your life. Quit having a pity party and just expect God to do wonderful things in your life. You have been made by the very hand of God. How dare you undervalue his creation that he so loves and desires to bless. See, some get so bogged down with things in the natural that they're numb to things in the spiritual. Tell God that you desire divine appointments for yourself and to be used to minister to others. It, it's amazing to me the testimonies that I hear of, of people that, uh, that God has used to minister to come to the United States from, well, like a, a Pastor George, right, from Nigeria who passed away just uh, about a year ago now. Uh, God sends him over here to minister and, and some people have a divine appointment. Or someone from America who goes over there and ministers. And, and a miracle's done. God used this person to do a miracle. But some say, God, why don't you just use someone here? Why don't you just use them there? God lo loves the shock factor. He likes to put his stamp on things that you know that you know this was not a mistake. That it was him. Are you hearing me? My. How about the divine appointment that Philip had with the Ethiopian man? Go to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. 26 through 29. How many of you have been getting attacked a lot recently? Spiritual, spiritual attacks. Oh yeah, same here. Something good is going to happen. I'm telling you. And the enemy knows this. We are pressing in. We want more. There's a reason why the enemy's getting riled up. I'm telling you right now. All these lies being, being sowed about us in your life, my life. Are you hearing me? It's nothing more than the devil trying to discourage you, trying to get you to bail out of the race of faith that you're in. Mm. Acts 8, 26 through 29 says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury... And had come to Jerusalem to worship. That's what we need. We need people in high places in government to have this kind of an experience. My. Jerusalem to worship was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. 
Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. The Holy Spirit didn't give Philip the full picture at first. Well, in fact, it said, it said uh, yeah, the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip. The Lord didn't give Philip the full picture at first. He told him to go. He told him to go. Again, there was confidence in hearing the voice of God. You hearing me? There was confidence in knowing the voice of God. And then I see there was a willingness. Then I seen there was an obedience. I see childlike faith again. Childlike faith. So he told him to go. And Philip, when Philip arrived, then the Holy Spirit said, join yourself to the chariot. Go to this place. So he goes to this place. And now he says, go catch up. Go, go, go join yourself to that chariot. You see, it's like step by step. He didn't give the full picture. He gave once you take the first step, he gives the next piece of the puzzle. How many things have we passed away and not embraced the will of God for our life because we were too afraid to take the first step? Think about it. Philip wouldn't have heard. Philip wouldn't have gotten the other instruction if he would have said, no, I don't, I, I, I don't want to go. Well, God's not going to say, Philip, go. I'm sorry, I should have given you more instructions. I should have told you more so you would have been more confident. I'm so sorry, Philip. But what would have happened? God would have just tapped on someone else's shoulder. Guess what? If you don't want to fulfill your, the will of God for your life, God's going to find someone else to do it. I heard one minister say before a testimony by a well-known other minister said, this, this one minister, I, I'm not going to say names, but said, God, why are you using me? And the Lord revealed to this minister said, you're actually the fifth one that I tapped on the shoulder to do this thing. Four others rejected. Finally, on the fifth one, you're willing to go. Boy, I'll tell you right now, that, that's pretty sobering, isn't it? Who's willing to go for the Lord? Who's willing to take persecution for Him? Who's willing to be a soldier for Jesus Christ? So anyways, he said, join yourself to this chariot. The Holy Spirit spoke to me when I was reading this. And he said, I only used him like I did because he had a desire and a willingness to be used. Desire and expect divine appointments. I'm uh, reminded of when Elizabeth and I, when we went down to Tulsa for Ramah, you know, to attend Rama, I attended Rama. Divine appointments. Just came, but and I tell you, when we went down there, it was childlike faith. It was childlike faith. It was it was a yeah, I know I'm in the will of God. I, I know God's gonna take care of everything. It was so refreshing. Sometimes you just gotta turn your natural mind into neutral. Gotta shift the, that gear, just put it in neutral. Take hold of the promises of God and move forward. Obey one step at a time. The next instruction will come. There's going to be a time when you're sitting at home. And the Holy Spirit is going to tell you to go to Walmart. He's going to tell you to go to Meyer somewhere else. Why? Because he has a divine appointment scheduled for you. And you need to just go with the flow. You're just going to have to, I'm, well, I mean, you, yeah, be obedient to him. Be obedient to him. Like I said, I'm going to say it again. Obey the first command and he will reveal the rest to you. Number two, prepare for divine appointments. If you are living a life that is sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he will give you advance notice and prepare you for it many times. 
Jesus knew that there was an encounter with a demon-possessed man in Mark chapter 5. Remember that account, the demoniac? Jesus was on the other side of the lake. He said, now it's time to cross over. Listen, you need to realize that no blessing from God will go uncontested by the enemy. Are you hearing me? No blessing of God will go uncontested by the enemy. When Jesus and the apostles were crossing the sea to deliver the demoniac, a storm arose. A storm arose. Or, or probably what I could bring down into my case is I was crossing the lake, I was hovering over a toilet all week, writhing on the ground in stomach pain. But there's some people who need to be delivered. Are you hearing me, somebody? Who's willing to press through? There's some people that you have encounters with that you're gonna use, God's going to use you to deliver them. God's going to put a word in your heart to release the sound of heaven to them. What's the sound of heaven? The, a prophetic word. Think, now think about this. The prophetic ministry is powerful. The gift of prophecy is powerful. It, you're releasing the sound of heaven. The Father... Drop, by the Holy Ghost, the Father drops a word in your heart to share with someone else. That word was birthed in heaven. Yeah. And you're releasing it on earth. Yeah. And that's why the gift of prophecy, when, when the prophetic anointing is flowing, that's why people get so encouraged, so strengthened and built up. Yeah. Edify, exhort, and comfort. That's what prophecy does. Yeah. Right? How many want to release the sound of heaven on earth? Then you know what? The gift of prophecy. That's a spiritual gift. It says that you need to desire it. Look at, look at 1 Corinthians 12. You need to desire it. It says desire the gifts. Especially to prophesy. Why? Because God's looking for a mouthpiece on this earth. You know what that tells me? That tells me that it's not just about keeping your mouth shut. And oh people just got to see how you live. Just let them see how you live. Baloney, speak the truth. Uh, speak it. That's why we got so many devils riled up in the Big Rapids area. Because I'm bold enough to speak the truth. Yeah, they, yeah, they can see my life. But they're also going to hear my words, doggone it. The word of God. Hmm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> my, 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 my. The sword, yes. So they're crossing the sea to deliver the demoniac and a storm arose. So if there is major spiritual warfare taking place in your life, you may be on the brink of a divine appointment, a turning point in your life. You're about ready to get off the highway that you're on. Are you hearing me? When I look back at my own life, too, in the past, just before breakthrough came, I had some of the strongest opposition, some of the strongest warfare take place in my life. But keep yourself filled with the Word of God. Read it, feed on it, study it, and meditate on it. Be a person of prayer. Be a person that gives to the poor. Now, why did you throw that in there, Pastor James? Because the angel, the angel who appeared to Cornelius said that his prayers and alms or giving to the poor have come up for a memorial before God. Did you, did you ever catch that in that account? Your prayers and alms giving to the poor. So maybe you're a person of prayer. Maybe you've got to start being more generous to the poor. Interesting, isn't it? The Holy Ghost showed this to me too. He said some divine appointments will not come to pass unless you are praying in tongues. 
And I was like, wow, that, 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 that was pretty wild. The Holy Spirit revealed to me that some of the supernatural encounters that the apostles and the disciples had would not have come to pass if they didn't pray in tongues. Why? I said, why? 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 Because they wouldn't have thought to pray for those things with their natural mind. That it took the Holy Spirit to pray through them. Because when you're praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, you're praying the perfect will of God. Are you hearing me, somebody? Next, we need to recognize divine appointments. Recognize. Sure, there's going to be some that are just so clear, a a, a fool couldn't miss this. But there are some divine appointments especially if we get so wrapped up in our own lives selfishness wrapped up in in our own jobs and our own, you know what i'm saying just some some there could be a divine appointment standing right in front of you that god wants to use you to speak to them or not and you just don't take advantage of it you totally miss it you don't even recognize it some in this room listening to me on the internet and radio have totally let a divine encounter pass them by. And I'm reminded of Hebrews 13 verse 2. It says, Do not forget to entertain strangers, for some have entertained angels unaware. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I think we're going to see more of this. I think we're going to see these kind of divine appointments come to pass in these last days like this. Maybe this is why the Lord's having me share this with you today. I don't know. But all I'm saying is, one of the points was, recognize. Recognize. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Do your best to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And, and that, thank you, Holy Ghost. Yes, pray without ceasing. Isn't that what First, First Thessalonians, I believe, says that? Pray without ceasing. Now someone says, well, I got to work, I got to do all these other things, I got a family. How can I pray without ceasing? That's not talking about locking yourself away in a closet your whole life and praying. You understand? That's talking about being in constant fellowship, communion, meditating on the Word of God, thinking about Jesus, thinking about the awesome promises, thinking about how you, can, how you could be used by God. You see what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily an event. Just locking yourself in the closet and praying. Sure, do that too. We need that closet time too. But uh, it, it's, it's a mindset really. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And in fact, I mean, when you start to take your focus off of the word, off of the Lord, that's when you're going to get into trouble. That's when you're going to go into the flesh. The only way you're going to walk and live in the spirit is keeping a heavenly mindset and perspective. And that is praying without ceasing. Acknowledging him in every situation you're going through. In the little things. In the little things. All right, Matthew 20, I'm almost done. Matthew 20. Thirty through thirty-four. It says, and behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. Oh, that stinking multitude. They don't even have a clue. You know, sometimes what multitude means is that the the fools are on the same side. Think about it. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. See, these blind men, they recognized and took advantage of that divine appointment. I mean, how often? That probably didn't happen too often in their life. I mean, that's kind of like Haley's comment passing by and seeing it in the lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Once in a lifetime, these blind men, Jesus was passing by. 
What were they going to do? Were they going to recognize this divine appointment and take advantage of it? Or were they going to let the master pass them by? They cried out. They cried out. And they took advantage of it. They could have missed it. There will come a time when you're at a store. When you will be in line and you will start talking to a person and they will begin to pour their heart out to you. And you will be standing there and they have given you the key to their heart in that moment of time. You've got to recognize there's a divine appointment setting up right there. How many times though when we have been in line and we're just oh, busy, man, I've got to get out of here, man. Someone starts to talk to you, you know, I just, my mom died last week and... Man, I'm just so down. I, I don't feel like living anymore. That's great, but you know, I gotta get going here. I, I, I just, I don't have time for this. Recognize divine appointments. Recognize it. See what I'm saying? How selfishness can make you miss that divine appointment. In fact, you know, even if you're delayed for a trip, all right? We call them divine delays. You know what? You just count that God's going to redeem the time. And, and just, God, all right, I'm delayed. I'm stuck at the airport for eight hours. Use me. Oh, there's a traffic jam here. Oh, God. <laughs> no Chinese fire drills, anyone. That is illegal. All right. <laughs> Uh, some of you knew what that was, I guess. All right. Uh, but anyways, recognize the divine appointments. You could be the carrier of that fitly spoken word in due season for that person. You could hold by the Holy Ghost a piece of the puzzle for that person's life. Think about it. Don't you love it? Don't you love it when you speak something to an individual and they say, I was just praying about this last night. I was just praying about this last week. Or you bring a scripture up to them and say, you know, this, is, this has been on my heart for two weeks now. I can't shake this and hear you say it to me. Fitly spoken in due season. Fulfill divine appointments. Be willing to be used by God. Be willing to be a blessing to others. Then be obedient. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Isaiah 119 says. Remember divine appointments. This is it, the last one. Remember divine appointments. Keep the experiences fresh in your mind. You know, the word says, you know, not to... Don't look back on things, you know. That's talking about things that, have, well, that will hinder you in life. Things of your past. Things, things, the, the shameful things of your past. Don't look back on those things because that's just going to hinder you from moving forward. Are you hearing me? You, if you confess that and put it under the blood, you're forgiven. Move on. But it is okay to look back at the things where God has intervened in your life. It is okay to look back and see the divine appointments in your life. The times when God intervened when you thought there was no way, but he showed up. It is okay because that's a faith builder for the future. Amen? So don't allow that encounter to just fade away. Paul cherished the encounter he had with Jesus. He talked about it all the time. The woman at the well, obviously, she cherished her encounter with Jesus. So let the impact of divine appointments carry you to the next marker in the road of your life. Desire and expect, prepare for, recognize, fulfill, and remember divine appointments. Amen? Get ready. Let's stand up in this place. Divine appointments. Divine appointments. Lord, we want divine appointments. You are a God of divine appointments. Now maybe there's someone in here today watching online, listening to me on the radio or internet right now. 
you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, today could be your divine appointment. But it takes an act of your free will to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. If you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I want you to meet me right up here by this drum set. And I just want to pray with you. The fact is that without Christ, you are a sinner on your way to hell. And you need the Savior, Jesus Christ, to deliver you from that eternity. Maybe there's someone here you've fallen away from the Lord. You're in a backslidden condition. And today you want to make a brand new start with Him. If that's you, I want you to meet me over here by this drum set. Maybe there's someone here you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism today, to be a powerful witness for Jesus, I want you to meet me over here. If you need prayer for healing, deliverance, whatever it may be, I want you to meet me over here also. The rest of you, I'm just going to open up the altar. You want to come down and worship the Lord as the music plays? Feel free to do so. Weakness is all I can give. Your gentle spirit gives me strength again. Oh, the beauty of your majesty. On the cross you showed your love for
My goodness. Tell, you're, yeah, this is amazing. <sighs> My son and I got back from uh, Illinois. We were down there Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday we got back. And um, my blood markers went to zero point nine <laughs> it keeps going down man normal people are one to three so i guess i'm not normal anymore but, um, and i talked to my oncologist and i'm going to go back down in three weeks do another treatment and three weeks after that we're going to do scans do another pet scan as well as the MRIs and CT scans and everything that they that they put you through with this with this disease and um, I don't expect them to find anything. No, Amen. Now listen, one thing that I noticed when he first walked in today, doesn't his hair look great? <laughs> amen. It's the first time I've been able to comb my hair in almost a year. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, and I did. I, I combed it when I was down at the ho at, at the hotel. Man. Just one morning, I got up and it just kind of laid over, and I went, "Maybe I can comb this." And sure <laughs> enough, <laughs> glory to God, Amen, Amen. amen. Turn the music back thank, on there. Thank all of you for your yes, prayers. Amen. I, 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 you don't know what it means. Amen, Amen. Well, get over here, Bruce. I want to pray with you again.
Jesus, we command the blinders to come off of Bob's heart and mind. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, do it for your glory, God. Lord, I pray that Bob's destiny and God-given purpose would be unlocked, Lord God. Send those laborers with the word fitly spoken in due season to him speedily in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, we pray for Helen. We pray for Helen. I command every cancer cell in her body to die and dissolve in Jesus' name. I command new and healthy cells to be formed. New and healthy cells to be formed in Helen's body. I command the spirit of death to go loose her and let her go in Jesus' name. And God, just let your glory and manifest presence surround and camp and fill her now. In Jesus' name, we command that cancer to bow to the name of Jesus. And we say, Helen, be healed and live a long and abundant life in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray for John. We pray that he would be restored. He would be restored back to you. God, that conviction of the Holy Ghost would come upon him. That, Lord, you would send laborers to speak your word to him in great power and authority. And, Lord, he would hunger and thirst for righteousness once again. And he would come back to you in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Thank you for watching today. Tune in next Sunday right here from Big Rapids. We'll see you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.